Oh yeah, you already know what time it is. Oh boy. It is time for <laughs> America's Favorite Sports Podcast. Episode 2. Balls. Okay. So. A sports podcast. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, so we held that one a little yeah, bit longer. Yeah, right. We held that one. I had to do that applause on I mean, man, how you how, how you feeling this week, man? Feeling good. There was a lot of good football this weekend, but a whole lot of really bad football this weekend. Yeah, too. it was it was a, a good even proportion of good and bad. Yeah. Um. By the way, for those of y'all who don't know, I'm I'm Nels, and I am Nels. No, no, no you're not. Oh, you you're. I love lamp. I'm Buddha. <laughs> I am Buddha, and um, we are missing our third comrade in battle for for this episode, uh, Brother B. Yeah, um, so we're just looking at an empty seat right now. So but it's it'll all good. be it'll be the 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 two of us. We don't have a dynamic nickname for for the two of us. The dynamic duo. Well, I mean, two's a party. I guess you could be. Batman, I'd be the Joker. Blues Clues. Blues Clues. Okay, we're just gonna move. You right just along. say you're gonna be Batman. I'm Robin. No, what? I said you'd be Batman. I'm the Joker. Oh, but wait, what? Anyways, okay, let's so move, let's move right along. Well, let's let's go straight into it and let's talk about the the week that happened in the the National Collegiate Athletic Association. You could have just said NCAA. the NCAA, the NCAA. Alright, this is going to be a long episode. ENCA is what Californians... Well, folks, it looks like we're going to try to set the record for the longest <laughs> podcast in the world tonight. In the That's world. We're on route to do that. Alright, so, so... Let's get to it. Let's get straight into it, and let's let's talk about you know some top games that, that really caught us either by surprise or what we expected, or games that we enjoyed watching. For sure. Um, I guess I'll, I'll start first because I just wanted to admit that my upset alerts... We're thoroughly <laughs> on point for anybody who listened to last week's episode. Um, and before we go into the scores, just wanted to mention this is our second dry run. It's our last dry run. Our episode next week will be our official first episode. We'll have that on our SoundCloud and also mm-hmm. up on Podcast Universe for everybody to hear. I'm excited. The Podcastiverse. Podcastiverse. I, I like how you did that there. That's sweet. Do what I can. Um, but if you listen last week, um, I definitely said LSU was on upset alert against Mississippi State. <sighs> Unfortunately, that was your squad. Yeah. Um, and, and they took that L. It, honestly, it was a really poorly played game. Just all around. It seemed like they were moving in slow motion, both sides of the ball, that game. I, I don't know. I mean, there was, they had no turnovers, but it was just they weren't productive. Mississippi State came out and played some really inspired football. Yeah. They, 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 they came out inspired. Like They, they came out there to, to give it to you guys. Um, they played well. And 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 they're 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 an underrated team, and I think they're going to make some serious damage in the SEC. Um, it's just unfortunate, if I'm not mistaken, they're in the SEC West, and I mean, if they're in the SEC West, that means obviously they're seeing the Alabamas and the Auburns and the what have yous. Um, but I, I think that they'll make some serious damage, and as of right now, they're first place in the SEC West because. 
they're the only ones that win that win conference play. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hell State. Um, the next game that I wanted to that I wanted to bring up was another upset alert that I had brought up. Um, even though it's not really that big of an upset as twenty four over twenty three, but still, right? Florida beating Tennessee twenty six to twenty. No, I I didn't get a chance to watch this game. The game? I did. I actually did get to watch football, college football this week. So you know, be proud. Yeah, very um, proud of you. Yeah, but no, I I didn't get a chance to watch this game. So tell me, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, the game was really really slow. Um, if if anybody. Um, was watching for entertainment value in the first three quarters. I mean, we went into the fourth quarter with 6-3. Florida was winning. Yikes. And, I mean, um, Tennessee turned it on first. And, I mean, we saw 37 points. Was it good defense or was it just offense not really just clicking? Good mixture of both. Florida and Tennessee is your typical, prototypical SEC defenses. Um, Big front line, athletic linebacking um, core, and then, obviously, you know, secondaries flying everywhere. Gotcha. Um... But I mean, man, they really, they really turned it on in in the second half, and the game was tied twenty twenty. Felipe Franks throws a ball, I want to say sixty plus yards, hail mary, and it was caught. I mean, at the end of the day, it was just bad coverage. The corner went up to cover the short route, leaving the wide receiver who is arguably the fastest person out on the field against the safety. And anybody who plays football knows wide receiver yep. on safety play is nah, never good. It's never good. It's never good. So that's that's essentially what it turned out to be. And you had 26-20. Um, and, I mean, the Tennessee played good ball. I think their running back had like 140 yards rushing. Um, their quarterback threw for about 250 yards. But the problem is, is he threw three picks. Yikes. And that Florida defense is, is, is starting to show, like from the Michigan game, that you that's not a defense you want to throw on. Right, I got um, you. So they did they did pretty good on that one. Um so those were like my two major games. I almost had an upset alert when which was what? Oh yes, that you would did. be that Tell would be Tell us about that. I was so proud of you. I know. I I would have been so happy if I would have called for, that one. For those who are listening again, we just wanted to 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 reiterate the fact that um, Buddha doesn't watch, well, hasn't watched college football. Yeah, I've, I've always been the type that there's just so many teams. And I just, I don't know, I never really watched it growing up. So I never really knew, you know, I never really had a team to, to right. go for. So it was all on the focus. Right, it was right. And focus. it always just seemed like too many teams and the whole ranking system threw me off for a long time. So yeah, just I'm just now really trying to get into it. So. Okay. Um. So yeah. Texas was my pick to upset USC, and man, was it close. It uh, came down to uh, the double overtime, and USC ended up pulling it out 27-24. If it wasn't for um, the the quarterback of Texas fumbling it in the second overtime, you know, Texas could have won they could have won they really could they have were won. right there they really could have won i mean it was heartbreaking it was a spectacular game yeah it was a spectacular game um what what i what i will say is i was very shocked with the turnaround that texas had from being like from playing the way that they played against texas i mean against maryland my bad mm-hmm. um and you know the coach the coach just did a wonderful job turning that team around i mean the, the coaching staff did exactly what they needed to do 
Um, and they just they came out and, and performed. They showed out. Let me Tom ask Herman. You. Tom Herman did a great job. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, a lot of these these big schools. I've kind of noticed looking at some of these stat lines and stuff for some of these games. Is rushing not as important to a lot of these schools as the passing game? Because I see a lot of these, you know, the rushing yards in the game is like 50 yards, 60 yards rushing, and you get like 400 yards passing. Does that really just depend on the program, or is that more like a lot of these higher-ranked schools are just... That's a that's a good question. It's 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 program, mm-hmm. um, but it's also the conference itself. Um, Pac twelve, Big twelve, they're primarily known for throwing the ball. That's that's their thing. USC, like if you look at the Pac twelve, for example, that's the USC's, the UCLA's, the Cal's, the Arizona States, the Arizonas. Known for throwing the ball a lot, they right. throw the ball a lot. Um, Oregon is kind of like the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The switch up, if anything. Mm-hmm. They, but they still throw the ball a lot. It's just that they throw the ball differently. A lot of short routes, screens, bubble screens, little things of that nature, slants. But they don't really they don't really uh, go for the deep ball per se. Right. A la Mariota. Mariota had a high completion percentage because there was a lot of short passes. So essentially, it was like an extended run game. Big 12, I mean, I named the schools. You can name prolific passes from each program. Texas Tech, Texas A&M, Baylor, um, Texas, University of Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Right now, they have a quarterback that's just out here putting up just ridiculous numbers. It must be rough to be a running back at some of these schools where yeah, you're not getting the touches you might it's need. Just, yeah, it's just not it's not productive for most running backs. However, what I will say is if you come in as your prototypical running the ball running back, you're definitely going to leave knowing how to catch a couple of passes. Right. Um, but the Big 12 has always went back and forth depending on what they have. Um, Adrian Peterson is from the Big 12. Gotcha. Um, Darren Sproles is from the Big 12 and I mean Darren Sproles is kind of a do it all back so that's not really shocking um, however the SEC the Big 10 they're more for ground and pound they run the ball a lot you you get more prolific running backs from the SEC and the Big 10 I mean if you think about it the top three or four running backs in the nation are from the Big 10 right. or the SEC and the ACC is more they're a little more balanced they're a little more balanced. You're, you're going to get a little mixture of the two. Um, I mean, obviously, ACC's got Georgia Tech. That's the option, and that's all run. So, I mean, that's that's actually a great question. It just really depends on the program, obviously, and, okay. and what conference you find yourself in. Cool. Yep. Yeah, I was just wondering. Do you have any other games or any other, like, a game that you saw that caught your attention? Um, we can go to a game that disappointed me. Okay. And that would be Clemson and Louisville. Okay. I was really hoping Louisville was going to win this game, man. I I was expecting them to. That was my other upset alert that didn't work out so well. Obviously, you see, I didn't talk trash and it about wasn't, that And it wasn't close. Not at all. They got, I mean, they got... Not in the slightest. They got 14 points in the fourth quarter, but that's, I mean, that's garbage time. Garbage so time that, points. They got beat. They got beat pretty bad. And, and I mean, if you watched, if you watched the game, you really, the game wasn't even as close. 
I mean, yeah. And Lamar Jackson, I mean, he was 50% on his passing. 21 for 42. Now, remember how last week we said that Lamar has become more of a quarterback. Yeah. This is where it hurt him. Lamar, the athlete, would have had a better game. Would they have won? I don't know. But what happened was, watching the game... A lot of the times, Clemson was really sending four and dropping seven. But the only difference was was they were sending four with a stand-up end. Right. And they wouldn't have their stand-up end just line up on a line of scrimmage. He'd line up from the linebacker position. He'd line up outside. He'd line up over top the guard. He'd line up over top the center. So you're, you're giving these exotic blitz looks, but you're really dropping seven. Right. You have seven drop, whether it be man-to-man. And the thing is, the most that you can put out to receive is five. So what you're saying is you have man-to-man across the board with the two safeties just chilling up top. So he's going through his progressions. And, I mean, he got frustrated to the point where I think he threw his second interception, which was an amazing interception, by the way. And it got brought back to the house. It was a pick six. And in his frustration, he just leveled one of the Clemson players. I mean, completely just laid into him. For no reason. And, and I mean, that's, that was just his frustration. Yeah. And I think Clemson did a good job of changing it up. Last year, they did a lot of blitzing. And, you know, he was able to avert a lot of the blitzes and turn them into big runs. And they prevented the run more or less. But I, I don't think it was for a lack of trying. Or actually, I think it was for a lack of trying because I felt like Lamar could have potentially ran the ball just a little bit more. Right. I think that this is one of those years where he's going to he's not going to hurt himself per se. He's going to help himself as proving himself as a quarterback, but he's definitely going to hurt himself in the long run as far as the team is concerned. Gotcha. So do you think this loss kills his chances of getting the Heisman or do you think another big loss to a big program would be the This kills his chances. This, this is it. It, it. This is it simply because he's out of here. This was this was his game. Yeah. This was supposed to be, you know, you're at home. You've got the advantage, more or less, so to say. Clemson has looked weak. And, you know, like, it just it just didn't it just didn't work out. I mean, it's sad to say it, but it just didn't work out. I mean, if if you if you take a look, I mean, the other quarterback went 22 for 32. Kelly yeah. Bryant, 22 for 32 for 316 yards. And a touchdown. Huh? And a touchdown. Just off that alone, he outperformed. He got outperformed. If it would have been 47-21, but he ran for 100 yards, passed for 300 yards, had all three touchdowns, no picks, it's kind of like, okay, there was nothing he could do. But he threw two interceptions, I believe, threw one touchdown, if I'm not mistaken, or threw two. No, he threw three. You talking about Lamar? Yeah, three touchdowns, one pick. Three touchdowns, one pick. But the pick was a the pick, pick was six. a pick six. Yeah. And what was his? You said his completion percentage was what? Fifty percent. He was twenty-one for forty-two. Twenty-one for forty-two for how many yards? Three seventeen. Three hundred seventeen. It's just not enough. Yeah. It's just not enough. And and Clem and you Clemson is a team you have not beat. Clemson was a team that beat you last year. And they came to your house and beat you this year. I just, I just think his chances now are done. And honestly, and I don't count a lot of those yards too, because I mean, that, and two of those touchdowns, like I said, garbage time. You can't. I mean, they're chilling up until up until the fourth quarter. You had one touchdown, and you're not going to win the defending. You're not going to beat the defending national championships. Yeah, <laughs> like you're not, that. You're not, 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 yeah. That's not going to happen. National I mean, champions. Yeah. 
it was what thirty-one to seven going into the fourth. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's there's not much to be said there. Um, I got to talk about my game of the week. Go for it. Um, And I already know you're going to get hyped because we spoke about this all last week. Um, Memphis, UCLA. Wow. You called it. I didn't realize Memphis was that good. Yeah, I told you. I did not realize. They balled out. And the thing is, is that... You know, it, it, it goes to show you that, you know, sometimes it's just all about the quality of players that you have. Because, um, not Clemson, I'm sorry. Um, Memphis, which I believe are also the Tigers. That's why my mind's all over the place. Memphis, there's a lot of Tigers. We discussed, I told football. you. I told you it's ridiculous. There's a lot of Tigers. I mean, LSU, Clemson, mm-hmm. Memphis, mm-hmm. Auburn. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> But I mean, you know, the game was amazing. And 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 you know, Memphis has a bunch of walk-ons. And you know, one their main guy, Anthony Miller, who I think is an absolute beast. He's he's what you would call a stud pause. And I mean, listen, nine receptions, 185 yards, two touchdowns and you're talking about a man who was a walk-on. Yeah. He was a walk-on. He was a finalist for best walk-on um, in college football. And then on top of that, like what, what happened is UCLA did a lot of bad planning. Um, what I mean by that is essentially Josh Rosen, who was my Heisman pick last week, who mm-hmm. didn't do bad this week, but, you know, it goes to further to what you were saying, which is what's going on with the rushing. Now, mind you, UCLA had 170 yards rushing, which beat Memphis's 152. However, Josh Rosen had 56 passing attempts. That's a lot. There's only three quarterbacks in the world I know who can throw the ball that many times and get you a win. And that's Brady, Brady, Brady. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's Brady, oh Rodgers, Ryan, in no particular order. Yeah. Those are the only three quarterbacks I can think of that if I'm looking and they went 35 for 52, I'm like, oh, they probably won. Yeah. No, I, right? I agree. But what what it happened to is that what what it came to also was they played Riley Ferguson's game. Riley Ferguson shot himself into the national sphere a little bit because he had him a game. He had him a game. 23 for 39. Six touchdowns? Yeah. He balled out. He balled out. Forget the two picks. He balled Rosen, out. Rosen threw two picks too. Six touchdowns? He balled out. Six? Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. Good game. Those great awesome games. game. Great games. Those, 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 you brought up, you brought up some good games, man. Yeah, man. I see you. It was a good week. You're learning. I'm trying. You're out here. I'm out here. <laughs> All right. So now we're gonna get to the. We we got to go to the best part now. What's up? We got to do our picks. Oh, we're gonna do the picks. Well, before we get into the picks, we let me get let into me, the records. Yeah, let's go. We officially have records that we can keep track of at Listen, this point now. We're live. So, as far as college football goes. Nels, you're sitting alone in first place at nine and one. I'm at the top of the tops, baby. You only missed one game, and that was that was the Louisville game. Listen, 
And me, me and B are, are right behind you at eight and two. Went from the bottom of the bottoms to the top of the charts. <laughs> London, Japan, man, I'm straight off the top. So you're, you're kind of good at this thing. Yeah. So you know, we'll... <laughs> so let's 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 do this. I'm gonna try not to copy your answers for this week. Oh, nah, let's not do that. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure we're gonna agree on a lot of the games. Oh uh, yeah, we, I'm we've sure. Got quite a few stat games, quote unquote, or cut yeah. the check games if you want to call them that. Um, also, we'll get B's choices. Later yeah. on in the week, yeah, well, yeah, I'll have him text me all his his picks. That Absolutely. way, we're all on the same page. Absolutely. So, okay, we've got number ten. We've got UNLV going to Columbus to play Ohio State. Um, I've got Ohio State. Yeah, I got Ohio State in that one. Yeah, I think it's pretty. Yeah, I think that's 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 just what it's going to be. You got Ohio State. Um, I mean, I don't I don't think there's much to say. UNLV, arguably. Lost in one of the biggest upsets in the history of college football, which was against Howard and Yikes. Cam Newton's brother. Yikes. And I think they lost in Las Vegas. I'm, I'm pretty sure they did because it was supposed to be a cut the check game. Ain't no coming back from that. Nope. <laughs> We've got Michigan going uh, to. Where's number nine? Number nine. Um, that is Wisconsin. Wisconsin's not playing. They're on the bye. They're on the bye. So early in the season, though. I think they did that to get ready for um, Boy, conference. How, how many games is college football season? Um, 10 to 11. Okay. Depending on the size of your conference. Sometimes 12. It just depends on how many teams you play. But usually the first two to three games of the season are outside of conference. Gotcha. Then you go into conference play. So a lot of teams do tend to choose this week to have a bye to and get before ready they get to get into right the nitty-gritty. Get into the conference play. Correct. Got it. Okay. So, um, you've got, and then some teams actually got into their conference play this week, um, which is what we're going to see in some of these games. So, we've got Michigan going to Purdue. Now, this is my upset alert. Uh Uh-oh. This is my upset alert. And, you know, I want to say Michigan's going to win this game. But their offense hasn't shown me enough to where I can confidently say Michigan. I really want to say Purdue. I really want to say Purdue's going to get this one. But I'm going to go Michigan. I'm going to go Michigan. Going Michigan? Yeah. Well, you know what? I feel like been a contrarian today. I'm gonna go with Purdue. You gonna go with Purdue? Yep, go with Purdue. That's, that's a good Purdue. call. I can't get Matt Purdue. Purdue. Um, next, we've got number seven, Washington, going to Boulder to go against the University of Colorado Buffaloes. I mean, I don't think there's really much to say. I mean, both teams are three and zero. This is uh, more or less a conference opener. I believe for Colorado, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I like Colorado, to be honest. I mean, I'm going Washington, man. I'm going Washington. I think I think Washington's got enough weapons left over. I think the quarterback's going to do great. So I definitely, I'm definitely going to go Washington on that one. All right, that's, all right. It's two different. We got already. I've got another upset alert. Uh-oh. Coming up. And uh, you've got number 16 TCU, Texas Christian University, Horned Frogs, going to Bedlam 
to go against uh, Oklahoma State, the Cowboys of Oklahoma State, and who's think, number six. And you're thinking TCU could, could upset on that one? Man, listen, TCU's been playing great ball. Yeah. Balls. A sports podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it real with you. If TCU wasn't going to Stillwater, um, I would really go TCU. Yeah, but I, I'm gonna go Oklahoma State. This is Oklahoma State's first test. I think they perform well. I think they're gonna play great ball. I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Oklahoma State as well. Nice. Um, next we've got the Trojans of USC, and they are number five. Five. They're number five, and they're going against the Bears of California, University of California, Berkeley, that is, because there's a whole bunch of UCs, UCLA, yeah. UC, whatever. This is University of California, Berkeley, the Bears. Um, both of them are also 3-0, and um, and I think that, you know, one team is going to lose, and it's going to be the home team. I'm going USC. You think it's going to be close? No. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's going to be close at all. Actually, you sound pretty. I'm going to roll with you on this one. I'm going to go. I'm no. going to go USC as well. Not at all. Um, number four. Number four. Of course, that is the Nittany Lions. I like Penn State. Listen, that's a great team. I like Penn State. Very well put together. They're even on all facets of the game. Yeah. Even on every single level on both sides of the ball, they play. Traditional football. You got yeah. a quarterback that gets the ball all over the place. You got a running back that can do it all. He can catch out the backfield. He can run, and he's he's a big play threat every time he touches the ball. They've got really solid receivers. Nothing too flashy. They catch. They run. Period. And I mean, their defense is is to be envied for. It is to be envied for. They they have great players. Period. So you're going with Iowa in this game. No, I, I I'm so Penn State. I didn't even mention who they were playing. I just mentioned the Nittany Lions, and we took off. Yeah, and they're going against. Aren't they the Hawkeyes? I don't even know their. I don't even know their mascot. Doesn't I'm matter. We're both going Penn State. <laughs> but the Iowa Iowa Hawkeyes, and it's going to be in Iowa City, Iowa. Um, and I mean, listen, Iowa's playing great football. They are playing great football. They're also three and team. I would. I would. Put an upset alert if I didn't see how they played against Iowa State. Right. Um, I think they have some weaknesses that can be taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. So I and I think Penn State's going to do that. So I got Penn State. Um, number three, Sooners of Oklahoma, Boomer Sooner. Um, they are going into Waco, and they're going against Baylor. Baylor doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. The Bears are zero and three. Wow. Yep. Oklahoma is about to to wax, for lack of better terms, wax that backside. So they're gonna tap that ass, basically. Wax that ass. Okay. Super wax, Mister Miyaki. There you go. And the suicide doors. Is it Akari or Rikari? Who cares? Anyway. Are Rikari? Are Rikari? I don't know. Moving moving on. We're going. We're going Oklahoma. What I did think was interesting is that Oklahoma dropped to number three after their dominant win last week. Because Clemson had a dominant game this week against a better-ranked team. 
Well, not really a better ranked team, but I a mean, ranked a, team and a Heisman hopeful. Last year's Heisman winner, right? Right? right. Kind of bottled them up. Makes sense. So, right. So we got Boston two. College, the Eagles. You know, coming from the home city. You know, what I'm saying Beantown six one seven, Boston College, oh, Lord. Boston College. All right, all that energy. You better be choosing them to win this hell game. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> hell no. Nah. That's about as far as it goes. But the Eagles is going. They're going into Clemson, and they're going up against the Tigers, the the reigning national champs. And uh, right now, Clemson's three and zero. Boston College is one and two. Yeah, Clemson's Boston not College losing is this about game. to be one and three. Yeah, Clemson's not losing this game. Not at all. So Clemson, and uh, that's that's my choice. So let's go to number one. Because I think I feel like you have an interesting take on number one. Listen, listen. What's the game? Who you got, and how does it shake out? Number one, Alabama. Number one, the number one, Crimson Tide of the University of Alabama. Roll Tide. We got you. Okay. Are going into Nashville, Tennessee. And they're going against the Commodores. It's at Vanderbilt? Yes, of Vanderbilt. Now, Vanderbilt has been playing wonderful football. They've been playing inspired football. And the thing about it is, is that Alabama's always prone to going up against an SEC opponent that they slept on. And then the next thing you know, like, they get whooped. Mm-hmm. And they might still win the game, but that game is always enough for other coaches to see and kind of be like, oh, well, this is a strategy that we need to use in order to beat these guys. And that's my upset alert. I still got Alabama winning. I still got Alabama winning. But I feel like Vandy's going to bring it. I feel like they're going to play some inspired football, man. And I think there's going to be one of those things where Nick Saban's going to have a wake em up moment. That's what's up, bro. Roll Tide. I'm going Alabama. <laughs> you going bam? You going bam? It was an inspired talk you gave, but I'm going Alabama. Listen, I, I went deep inside of my analytical soul. Your analytical loins, if you will. Child, I was here, baby. You hear me, big baby? I was right. here. You ready, to, you ready to move off of college football? We're we're, we're going to get off of college football and we're going right. to go into the We are going to transition. Oh, football. Lord, here we go. League. We're going to the NFL. The N, ladies and gentlemen. L. So, in the NFL. Okay, we got it. If. If and if and if if. Okay. Bet. All right. So we had some interesting games this past week. We're going to start it off by talking about Thursday night football, where the Texans went to the Bengals, and the Bengals just stunk up the joint. That was a terrible they game. They got booed out of their own stadium by their own crowd. I got to take a swig before we even can talk about this. Hold on a second. Feel better? Yes. Okay. The Bengals are now 0-2 and have yet to score a touchdown. They're and mind booed. you, their first two games were at home. And they have yet to score a single touchdown. Listen, <clears throat> this, is what, this, is, this is what I'm trying to get to. The Bengals... Offense has been pure booty. Yeah. Honestly, I don't even want to talk about the Texans at all. I really just want to talk about the Bengals right now because what is going on with the Bengals? 
And and the crazy thing about it is that that kind of gets to me here is that you put a zero piece up against the Ravens. Right. The score was 20-0. Yeah. And then the next week after that, that you mind don't you, score a touchdown. Mind you, you got skunked in front of your home crowd. You lose 13-9, don't even put up a touchdown. So as of right now, you have a defense that has put up. You have a defense that has put up, well, has allowed 33 total points. Yep. And you've put up nine. That's bad. It's really that's real that's real bad. It's really, really bad. And the rushing game was non existent. Mixon had nine carries for thirty six yards. Come on. I mean It's really, really bad. And I mean to be to be completely legit, you know, you've got if you look at the week before, mm-hmm. which I'm still on, like Ravens <clears throat> ended up winning twenty zero. Right. Flacco gave you a hundred and twenty one yards passing. Mm-hmm. They rushed for hundred and fifty seven yards. So that's a little under three hundred yards, which for a defense isn't bad. Right? And then they got a pick. On the other side of the ball, you had a hundred and seventy yards passing. 77 yards rushing on 22 carries. Three and a half yards. And then to make matters even worse, Andy Dalton threw four interceptions. He gave you a four-piece. We talked about last week. This was against the Ravens. This is week one. Now we go into the week after that. And you're going up against the Texans, which in my book have a better defense. Right. And... Andy Dalton does a bit better. Still gives you no touchdowns. And you have 82 yards rushing on 24 carries. Under three and a half yards per carry. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. <clears throat> and Deshaun I thought... Watson, 40-yard touchdown yeah. to, to seal oh, the game? Jesus. What I thought was really interesting was how after that game... You know, the Bengals players themselves were even speaking out saying, we suck. We're awful. They want Kaepernick. A.J. Green said straight up, he was like, you know, I got Andy's back, but we can only, you can only throw so many incomplete passes in a time when we need you. Like, you got to put your ball in the playmaker's hands. You do. And Andy's just not getting (laughs) it done. A.J. Green is... Arguably one of the better playmakers in the league. Easily. I can't even say arguably. He, he is. Easily. I, I can't name five receivers better than A.J. Green. Beckham is up there, but... If I'm picking a team, I'm probably take, going A.J. Green. Yeah. He's more proven. Yeah, easily. But it's just... The players want Kaepernick. I don't see the owner signing Kaepernick, at least not at this juncture. I see them going with McCarron first. They're going to... Here's the issue. They're going to roll with Dalton for now. But this upcoming week, they're going... I mean, they're playing Green Bay. Something has to give. They're playing Green Bay this week. And I don't see them winning that game. (laughs) Something has to give. Spoiler before we get to this... (laughs) Before we get to the picks and stuff. But, yeah, I don't see them beating Green Bay. I see it being another bad showing for for Andy Dalton. Uh, It was just terrible. So then what? You go to McCarron? No, thank you. And I don't even know... has Has McCarron ever... 
played a game? Has yeah, he, ever, he played, played. He's, he's played, played a couple of games. Yeah. Okay. He's 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 fine. I just don't see. I just don't see the level up. Yeah. To me. I don't know, but they yeah. Fired the offensive coordinator. Hopefully, it does something. Yeah. Well, we'll see. The coach himself is on the hot seat, so right. We'll see what happens. Um, but moving right along, let's get to some of the games from Sunday. We can talk about the uh, the Patriots Saints game. Let's games. talk about. Uh, he's already ready. The okay. New England Patriots, the El Patriots. They had a good day. Listen, they had a good day. I mean, Tom Brady easily took his foot off the gas. Thirty for thirty-nine, four hundred forty-seven yards and three touchdowns. I wasn't all three touchdowns in the first quarter. Um, do you want me to lie to you? I don't know. I I, I think all three touchdowns were in the were in the. Yes, all three touchdowns were in the first quarter. You know that's that's really exciting. Um, Tom Brady is back. <laughs> I mean, he never really went anywhere, but for those who was doubting from jump, I just want to let you know that Thomas Bradington III is back. Um, I mean, I'm very happy that we've replaced the gap that I thought we were going to have because we lost LeGarrette. I think that Mike Gillisley is doing wonderful. He is doing good. 18 carries, 69 yards, a touchdown. And I mean, he's really... I'm glad I picked him up in fantasy. Me too. I told you. Yeah, once, David, you, once David Johnson went down, I was I like, you, I need a running back. Remember, I told you. Listen, <laughs> as your low-key VP of football operations... Shh, the, the league might be listening. The league is definitely listening. <laughs> um, for those who aren't catching on, Buddha's in a money-only league. And... He's 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 taking names. I want the bread. He's taking names, man. All right. So you know, I think he did great. Um, Rob Gronkowski showed up. James White showed up. Chris Hogan finally showed up. Brandon Cook still hasn't had his coming out party yet, but I'm waiting for it. And when it happens, oh, it's he will be a beautiful thing. He will. Um, I don't think the Saints played a bad game. No, Drew it- Brees. It's their 45. defense that just their their offense can you know get some production going, but their defense just always just drops the ball. Always, yeah. They're consistent with that. Yeah, they're, they're, it's pretty much guaranteed they they're gonna drop the ball. They'll show glimpses of greatness, and then that's it. Yeah. So I mean, all in all, Patriots played typical New England football. Did what they yep. had to do to win the game. Good strategy, great situational play, and I mean that's that's all there is to it, to be honest. There we go. Um, we'll talk about the Raiders Jets. Ah, oh, beautiful game. I had an amazing time watching this game. My Oakland Raiders, the Raiders, the Raiders. They ravaged the New York Jets, forty-five to twenty, and man, it was it was it was a beautiful thing to watch. I, I mean. mean if you if you want to be real, I mean me personally. What's up? I thought the score was thirty eight to three, because that's what it was going into the fourth. Remember the jet? Oh yeah, you know it might as well have been. Yeah, yeah it, it was it was bad, and because a lot of the a lot of the scores, I think only one touchdown. Well, let me take that back. Let me take that back. Thirty eight to 10, <laughs> thirty eight to ten, because the touchdown that curse caught was really nice. Yeah. No, they. I mean. And our secondary is it's no jar. 
it's no secret our secondary is where we're we're lacking the most. But it yeah, was Gary Kirk's caught it, two touchdowns. On yeah, him. it was Gary and Conley's first game back, and he got thrown to I think twice or three times. Played great. He defended a ball like he's he was very serviceable. So you know, hopefully that means good things going forward. Um, big game for Crab. Big game for Crab. Three touchdowns. Um, you know, eighty yards. Like he's he's clutch. I mean, say what you want about him in the past or whatever. That man is clutch for the Oakland Raiders. I'm happy he's on our team. It was a great day for Marshawn Lynch. He got his first touchdown as a Raider. It wasn't just a great day just for Marshawn Lynch. It was a great day for y'all trio of running backs. Oh, yeah. A lot of people are sleeping on right now. All three, eight. Rashard, Lynch, Washington. Yes. Played great. Um, Washington, six carries for 20. But And and one thing I want to say the dynamic between the three of them off the field is so like they're they're close they've gotten really close off the field to where when Marshawn Lynch comes out onto the field and he didn't even tell the coach he was going to do this he brought the other two guys out with him yeah when he was getting his in- introduction yeah they were introducing Marshawn Lynch and he wanted the other two running backs out there with him as he came this out this is it's and and that's what's going to carry him i mean honestly they're my dark horse super bowl pick and 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 my whole thing is Too that beautiful. If I wasn't a Patriot fan, they're my Super Bowl pick. Right, Honestly. but I mean, I, yeah, I get you. I yeah, get you. But they're 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 definitely up there. Um, I think they're playing the best football flat out. Um, AFC West has definitely laid their claim as the toughest division in the NFL. The Chargers right. should honestly be two and zero right now, um, and the Broncos should be one and one. But we're gonna get to that a little bit later. Yeah, I um, mean, but you had. A 43-yard run from Cordero Patterson, who hey, we brought in to be a special teamer. He's nasty, And though. he just shows he's a weapon that we can put at different places and just... And he's got hands now, too. Yeah. So he's, that... he's playing good football. You know, and Jalen Richard, like you said, our number two running back, he came in and, and broke a, a long one, a long 52-yarder for a touchdown. And you want to know the demeanor that they have that reminds me of the Patriots, which is what, I'm, which is what I've been trying to establish to other people about the NFL, the Raiders right now are not stat hunting. Yeah, no. They're playing football. It's going out there to get a win. They're playing football. Amari yeah. Cooper's not tripping. Nope. And he's had two games where he hasn't been targeted the most. Crabtree's doing his thing, and Cooper's happy to be there. Just like last exactly. year when Cooper was doing and his thing, Crab was happy to be there. fine, because as soon as... They start double-teaming Crab, which is what happens next, because that's what happened last time. Last season, they were double-teaming Cooper. Crab started eating. They had to double-team Crab. Cooper starts eating. And we haven't even started talking about Jared Cook yet. Wait until he starts getting Ooh, into he's the role quietly, And he's quietly getting into the flow of things. Very productive. Yeah. yeah he's, he's getting to the flow of things. And he's one of, to me, he's one of the better blocking tight ends in the league. Yeah. I give it to him and Rudolph from, uh, from Minnesota. Because not only can they catch the ball, but they're so important in the run game. Right. So, yeah, I mean, they, the team, the, the team, the Raiders is just about as close as you can get to complete. Yeah. It's yeah, and, and honestly, and and even the secondary, they haven't played bad. No, they've let up a couple touchdowns. They have not played bad though. I've been very pleasantly surprised so far. But um, moving right along, let's get to the Dallas Cowboys. Man, listen, Denver Broncos game now. U and B both took the Cowboys last week, and. I said that 
there was going to be enough on offense to get the job done for the Broncos. But that's not even the story of this game. You picked the Broncos, didn't you? I did. That Broncos defense ravaged the Cowboys offense. What it's showing me is, is that the defense... We had a period in the NFL where the offense was substantially better than the defense. And this was like early 2000s to like the late 2000s. We had like the greatest show on turf. And then you had the Patriot offensive juggernauts. And then you had all these teams. To be honest with you, the only defense that has been able to keep up was those Giants defenses. Right. And they kind of figured out how to do it. And that was with a big front four, mm-hmm. an athletic linebacking core. And a hard-hitting secondary. They don't necessarily got to cover, but if you get a hat on the chest, they're probably going to drop the ball. Now, where we was in an era where defenses were countering offenses, we're in a place now where offenses are countering these defenses. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's some absolutely monstrous defenses out there. And, I mean, Denver Broncos could arguably be top of the top. I mean, they... I agree with you. They completely, I mean, they completely dominated the game from beginning whistle to the last. Yeah. It wasn't even close. Not at all. Not at all. And here's another thing, and I wish B was here for me to bring this up. I'm sorry, but I think that we are sleeping on Trevor Simeon. I think Simeon's a serviceable quarterback. Serviceable. I will give you serviceable. He's serviceable. I think you can I think he can start he can start on a lot of teams mm-hmm. and he does his job. Not necessarily game managing, but if you tell him we need you to do that, he's going to do exactly that. Right. He's going to do exactly that. I mean, come on, man. 22 for 32, 231 yards and four touchdowns. It's not that's not your average day in the office. Now, a big thing here Ezekiel Elliott, nine carries, eight yards. Now, I'm not going to be the one to say to say what a lot of others have been saying. I'm just going to ask the question, was it even worth it to go through all those through all that litigation to get him on the field? Should have just taken that suspension to, at the beginning of the season here through these games. My, it's my opinion. Because what I'm thinking now is hurting him. I think he's distracted. Yeah. So, if he had just served the suspension, got it out of the way, he can move on. But now he's dealing with these appeals and the court rulings and this, that, whatever. His mind isn't on the game right now. Six weeks wouldn't have been bad. Even if they started 0-6. Six weeks is fine. And they wouldn't have gone 0-6. They wouldn't have. They're not playing great teams all these first six games. And to, to have Ezekiel Elliott, you know... Who won Offensive Rookie of the Year last year? Have nine carries for eight yards. Come on, man. That's, something's on his mind. Something's not right. Like, Denver's defense is great, but he's supposedly an elite running back. Deplorable. You need more than that. It's deplorable. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, another thing that caught my eye. I'm big on averages. And, I mean, I just feel like, you know, Dak Prescott isn't doing exactly what he needs to do. 
I think that his foot isn't on the pedal mm-hmm. as it was before. He had 30 completions for 238 yards, which gave him like that. That's that's crazy. And yeah. why I'm saying that is because you have, if you look at the receiving core, they had 30 receptions for the 238 yards. That equals out to seven yards per reception. Right. Like your leading your leading receiver is Jason Witten. He had 10 receptions for 97 yards. 10 receptions for 97 yards. When you look yeah. on the other side of the ball, you've got 22 catches for 231 yards, which equals out to 10 yards per catch, which means every catch was a first down. Yeah. It, it matters. Yeah. It matters, you know? And 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 I just think right now, I, I don't I don't want to say Dallas is trying to find their identity. I just think there's a lot of things that they need to figure out. There's a lot of questions. Um one thing I will say, and I know a lot of my friends that are Cowboys fans are not gonna like, and that my frat brothers that are Cowboys fans are not gonna like, but I predicted before this season even got close to starting because everybody is all high on Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott and stuff like that. I said... Sophomore slump? I think they are going to regress. It may not be a huge amount, but I feel like they will regress. They're not going to be as great good. When you have a great rookie campaign? And it's too early to call. It's only been two weeks. But so far... It's not looking too good. It's not looking too good. Yeah. But we'll see. I'm Maybe they'll prove me wrong. It's still really early in the season. But through two games, I'm not impressed. Right. So, that being said, moving right along, we'll go to Sunday Night Football where... I thought uh, that was a great game. The Falcons had their, their debut in their new stadium, which is a beautiful stadium, by the way. It looks lovely. It's amazing. Yeah, when I was in Atlanta over the summer when it was just completing construction, and I mean, it's huge. Yeah. I mean, you, the Georgia Dome within itself is big. And, it, I mean, it towers over the Georgia Dome. Right. Yeah, no. And did you see the concession prices? No. It's so they're the cheapest concession prices in professional sports. No way. Yeah, it's like $2 for a hot dog, $2 for a bottle of water, $5 for a beer, as opposed to like 11 that you pay at most places. They're bringing it back, baby. Yeah, it's everything's cheap. I mean, their owner, their owner is really fan friendly, and he's he's, yeah. he's doing awesome with the with the organization. Yeah. I, if, Arthur Blank is doing. If great. the Raiders go play the Falcons at some point, I'm going just for the concession prices alone. Road trip? Oh, I'm all in. Let's do it. Sounds good. Um, I was thinking that Aaron Rodgers was going to spoil this homecoming, but I was not aware that they were not going to have Jordy Nelson. For I this mean, game, um, he didn't have his main receiver. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers can't do everything. <laughs> and that's what it comes down to a lot. I just think they I just think they need a, a running attack. Yeah. I like Ty Montgomery, but right now it's not looking like Ty Montgomery is going to be that wave. Um, I mean, 10 carries for 35 yards. Whereas on the other side of the ball, Devontae Freeman had 19 carries for 84 yards yeah. and two touchdowns. Um, Tom Montgomery had his touchdown, but I mean, it, it was, it's not even. No. Um, Aaron Rodgers, when he was balling, had Ed Lacy, and 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 Lacy was 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 doing relatively well. Not even relatively well. He was playing great football. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the, the the fact that he doesn't have a prominent running back is going to hurt him. I think Jordy Nelson being hurt is going to hurt him, even though he still has Devontae Adams. But the thing, what, what people don't understand about the, the hurt, and that's what I was trying to explain to another friend of mine, 
Tom Montgomery playing running back hurts the Packers as well. And the reason being is because you're getting rid of a receiver. Period. Yeah. Right now, Jordy's hurt. So you have Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb, and that's it. Whereas it should have been Adams, Cobb, and Montgomery. Yeah, and they're not deep at that position to like the Chiefs would be to where they have players for days that they can cycle through. Right. They're thin. Right. They're they're very thin. I mean, Randall Cobb even had a had a run play. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? You know, whereas on the other side of the ball, I mean, everybody on Atlanta's team is dangerous. Devontae Freeman gave you 84 yards. Tevin Coleman, who could start on a lot of teams, gave you 42 yards yes, on only six carries. Then you had Julio Jones, who had a game. Mohamed Sanu, who had a game. Justin Hardy, he got the ball. Um, Austin Hooper, who balled the game before, only had two receptions. I mean, he completed the ball to a variety of different receivers, which don't get me wrong, Rodgers did as well. But the only difference is, is you have two running backs who gave you 27 carries for 141 yards and two touchdowns versus another set of running backs who gave you 15 carries for only 59 yards and a touchdown. You're not going to win in the National Football League nope. with that kind of numbers. I'm sorry to explain that to you. This is not the NCAA and the NFL. You absolutely need a reliable and serviceable running game. It's true. It's just the truth. And, and even if you do it by running back by committee, that's cool. But all of your running backs need to be running backs. At the end of the day, Tom Montgomery, even though he might have played running back before, he still wears number 88. He was a receiver. You need to put him at receiver. You need to find you a running back that is able to give you 15 carries for at least 60 yards. That's, just what, that's just what it needs to be. You, you can't you can't have 15 carries and 59 yards. And even though like what I just said, 15 carries for 60 yards, if that's one running back giving you that, you're going to have another running back that's going to spell him and give you three or four carries right. for 30 yards, 40 yards, or whatever the case may be. You can't have three running backs that give you 59 yards. I'm sorry. I agree. It's just, it's just I, it, it baffles me. And I know the Packers organization is better than that. I know they are. So. Yeah, well, I don't have too much else to say about this game. Falcons played a great game. Fantastic. So I Falcons, mean, Falcons are still the cream of the crop in the NFC. Yeah, I agree. Period. Point blank. So uh, we'll fly through Monday Night Football real quick. The Lions at the Giants. Even with Odell Beckham there, the Giants are not starting out very well. Right. Well, the Giants are not starting out very well at all. Right. Um, their offensive line is god awful. It's it's a true. Eli spent the majority of the night on his back. It's pretty bad. So, I mean, Odell had, what, 30 yards receiving? Something like that? Let me pull up his stats. Wasn't a lot. I know that much. Odell? Yeah. Four for 36. Four for 36. (laughs) He wasn't even a leading receiver for his team. Nope. That would be Ebron. Ingram. Four for 49. Huh? Ingram. Ingram. Yeah. I see. Oh, Ebron was for the Lions. Tripping. But, yeah. Uh, Giants offense, not good. Giants defense is not good enough to get them to the Super Bowl. 
And I mean, and and here's the thing to make, and it goes further along to prove my point when it comes to running the ball, 18 carries for 62 yards from three running backs is not going to get you a win. It's just not. Even the Lions, people are like, oh, the pass-happy Lions. They gave you 32 carries for 138 yards. And that's including Matthew Stafford, who had three clutch carries for 23 yards. All three carries led to first downs. Let me be the first to say this. My dark horse for the NFC, Detroit Lions. Yeah. Saying it now. Yeah, I mean, they... They're quietly doing very well. they, They do what they're supposed to do. And Matthew Stafford isn't even out here doing what he was doing Towards the end of the year last year, people failed to realize that Matthew Stafford is actually a slow starter. Mm-hmm. He takes some time. And they played last night's, well, they played Monday night's game, I'm sorry. And their playmakers didn't even step up. That's what blew my mind. Like, Golden Tate, four reception for 25 yards. Um, Marvin Jones had the one reception for the touchdown for 27 yards. Eric Ebron was your leading receiver, five receptions for 42 yards and a touchdown. I I'm 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 looking at who was the one that stepped up. It was Amir Abdullah, and Amir Abdullah had 86 yards on 17 carries, and I mean that's major yardage for a team that loves to throw the ball. Right. You know Theo Riddick, who led the league last year for running backs for receiving yards and receptions, four receptions, three receptions. I'm sorry, 17 yards. So Detroit isn't even really beating teams with Detroit football. They are doing different things. That's yeah. the scariest part about it. And right now, the NFC North is looking rather weak. Yep, They're looking rather weak. And this this tends to happen. And now you have Detroit, who's at the top of the NFC North. Minnesota, who's struggling to figure out what they have because they thought they had an identity against the Saints, and they met the Steelers, and the Steelers really put them on their ass. I and mean, they had no Sam, too. <laughs> Let's not take that lightly. They had no Bradford. I mean, okay, granted... Sam Bradford played a played a major role in that, but I mean, I don't think they beat the Vikings. I mean, I don't think they beat the Steelers with Sam. Right. And you got Green Bay, who definitely doesn't have an identity, right? And then you have Chicago, who's losing. And the crazy thing about it is the other three teams in the NFC North, all three of them have been outscored. They're they're one and one. Well, Minnesota Green Bay is one and one. Minnesota has thirty eight points for. 45 points against. Green Bay has 40 points for, 43 points against. It's, that's, not, that's not winning football. Yeah. You know, the only good thing for New York, New York's not technically out of it yet because although they're 0-2, everybody else in the NFC East is 1-1. So. All right. Well, that was your recap for this past week. So. Now, we're getting we're getting into this week's picks. Um, El Picos. Yeah, we're currently watching Picos de the, Gallo. Uh, the the Rams the Rams Forty ers game. We already picked before this game. We all chose the Rams, so it's looking like we're gonna get the uh, the W W on this one. Oh, let me recap what happened last week though with the NFL. Um, as of right now. B and I are tied at twelve and four apiece, and Nels is right behind us at eleven and five. I'm gonna catch up, bro. We'll see. We'll see how things shake out, bro. I'm gonna catch up this week, bro. You think it's a game? Anyways, so uh, Sunday, Sunday morning, 
9.30 a.m. game. Uh, Ravens at the Jaguars. This game is going to be played in London. Um, Ravens are actually, you know, playing pretty good so far, their first two games. Jaguars have been exposed uh, because last week they, they proved that their week one win was not all that because as soon as you limit Fournette and you put the ball in Blake Bortles' hands... Like I always say, Blake Bortles oh, is not going to win you the game. Here you go with your anti-Bortles Listen, platform. I will say this every week. Blake Bortles is the worst franchise quarterback in the NFL. I had to correct myself because one of my coworkers said he's not the worst starting quarterback. Yes, I will grant that. He's probably not the worst starting quarterback in the NFL, but he is the worst franchise quarterback in the NFL. Off topic. I'm baffled that the 49ers came back. Right, this is actually becoming a close game. Wow. So, um so Ravens Jaguars in London. Who you got? Upset alert, I got the Jaguars. Wow. Just kidding. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I believed you. I've got the Ravens winning this one because their defense has been absolutely astounding. Oh, it's they've been amazing. They're I I wasn't ready for their defense to play the way that they've been playing, and I'm I'm amazed. Yeah, and amazed. I don't see Blake Bortles beating their defense, so that's why I'm going with the Ravens as well. Um, moving back over to the U.S., we got the Broncos at the Bills. Broncos. Yeah. Broncos. Um, the Bills. They're still struggling really bad right now, and um, you know, I mean, they're just, I mean, they're not that great. For what is for what it's worth, for what it's worth, they're one and one, but their one win was against the lowly Jets. Jets, and it was twenty-one to twelve. Yeah, and then. They lost to the Panthers, and the Panthers was, like was nine to three or something. Nine like to three, and mind you, Cam was hurt a good portion of the game. Yeah, so I'm not. I don't have too much stock in the Bills, so I'm going with the Broncos on that one too, especially after that dominant win against the Cowboys. So um, next, we got the Saints at the Panthers. Okay. Um, I'm gonna roll with the Saints on this one. I think you know they lost their uh, first two, and. They're looking to get on a roll, and I just think the Panthers just haven't been bringing the heat so far. It's in Charlotte. Um, their defense is flying at an all-time high because mm-hmm. winning 9-3 is, is, is a defensive winning game. I think this is going to be a battle of defenses. Per usual, Carolina has always prided themselves on making it a defensive game and making it a game about field position because they prefer to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what I'm going to say is I think that... Oh, my God. That's crazy. They got the onside kick. Wow. Sorry, folks. Sorry for the distraction. No. We're giving you game. We're giving you play-by-play at the same time. This is like an immersive experience. Anyways. But um, so, I got Carolina winning that one. You got Carolina winning. I've got Carolina. Okay. North Carolina, come on and stand up. We got... Take your shirt off, raise it around your head, and spin it like a helicopter. Helicopter. Um, <laughs> we got the Steelers at... Da Bears... 
Oh, you was waiting for me to give you a pick. I thought you already knew who I was going to choose. Steelers. Steelers. Yeah. Steelers are playing hot football right now. We- Steelers. I agree with that. I really want after this week when the Bears realize that Mike Glennon is not the answer to at quarterback. I, I want they need to put Trubisky. I want to see Trubisky out there on that field. Yeah. That's what I want to see. I think I, I'm ready. I thought Trubisky. in preseason he he earned that starting he role. Proved that he's he's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Now what I will say uh, about the Steelers mm-hmm. before you say your thing, I don't mean to cut you off. Okay. If I wasn't a Patriot fan. Right. I said that Raiders would have been my pick. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't a Patriot fan, my dark horse pick is the Steelers. Oh, easily. Too easily top three in the AFC. Many weapons I would on say the those offensive three. side of the ball. Yeah, yeah. Martavis com- Bryant I completely is a agree. monster. I completely agree. He's actually going to give Antonio Brown some time to chill. Yeah. So, um, overall, we got the Falcons at the Lions. Ooh. Game of this the is week, gonna. Maybe? This could potentially be the game of the week. Um, and you said they're at Detroit. At Detroit. Mm. I'm rolling with Detroit on this one. I'm gonna go Atlanta. I don't think Detroit has enough pushback on the defensive side of the ball. We will find out. Ooh, this game is not the game of the week. Browns at the Colts, still without Andrew Luck. Oof. Could this be the Browns' first win? Ooh. Or will Jacoby Brissett somehow pull it out for the Colts? I mean... Ooh. <laughs> you know, I really thought you was going to mention like two or three more games before we got here. You're killing me right now. Now, let, let's, let's, let's be honest here. Ravens, good defense. Mm-hmm. They lost 24-10. Steelers... They lost twenty one eighteen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that Deshaun Kaiser is coming into his own. Mm-hmm. I'm going Brown. <laughs> I, 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 it was hard for you to say that. It was hard for you to get to that. I'm 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 going Brown. Honestly, though, I agree with you completely. I don't see the Colts winning without Andrew Luck. I mean, and the thing is, with the Colts, what, what's 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 killing me about the Colts is that they're playing so bad. Yeah, they're taking attention away from some of the guys who are actually playing good. Yeah. Like we should really just give a shout out to Frank Gore. Yeah, I yeah. mean, at this point in his career, doing for, what he's doing for him to be giving you twenty four carries, eighty eight yards, and a touchdown. I mean. Come on, man. And I mean, like, you can tell that there's no luck. There, T.Y. Hilton has what? B- barely, barely 200 yards receiving, if that. Yeah, well, no quarterback thrown to him, so there you go. Um, we got the Bucks at the Vikings. Now, this game I feel like would have been a lot more interesting had Sam Bradford been healthy. I still don't know if Sam Bradford's going to be in this game, so I think it's going to be a pretty easily won game for the Bucks. Bucks are very slept on. I've got the Bucks. Yeah. I mean, I, their defense has always been good, and now you've got Deshaun Jackson as a deep threat. Um, O.J. Howard has been proving his his worth, and and Mike Evans had a had a beautiful game, and Jaquiz Rogers has established himself as the running back to keep them there until. Um, what's the name of the Buccaneers running back that's hurt right now? Hurt? 
right yeah. now? Um, not sure. Give me a second. Uh, Doug Martin. Doug Martin's not hurt. He's suspended. He's suspended. I'm he, sorry. Yeah, he comes. I'm he'll, sorry. he'll be back week five. Yeah, and I mean, Jack Quiz Rogers is doing his thing right now. Yep. He's doing his thing. So, um, go Bucks. Yep. Next game we can go through pretty quick. Texans at Patriots. I think we're both going pass on this one. Upset alert, Texans. Get out of here. Okay, go Patriots. Next game, Dolphins at Jets. Ugh. Dolphins. You know, the Dolphins legit could start this season 4-0. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going with the Jets on this one. I don't you know, want, for real. I don't really want to talk about them. They go against the Jets and they they've, go against the Saints. Okay, well, let's calm down. They've played one game so far, so let's... Let's calm that down. I hate the Dolphins. I hate the Dolphins, too, so let's not get excited. Um, the Dolphins. They need to prove me something. They just haven't shown me anything yet. So, uh, Giants at the Eagles. I mean, this could Eagles. be the game where... You know, Odell takes off. Because they're 0-2 right now. This is a must-win for them at this point. This is their second divisional game of the year. This game it really is a must win for the Giants, but they are in Philly. You rolling with the Eagles? I I gotta roll with the Eagles, man. I just gotta I gotta roll. roll with the Eagles too. I'm not I just gotta roll with the Eagles. I don't see the, the Giants just. Ugh. Um, Seahawks at the Titans. Mm, that's gonna be a good game. I'm taking the Titans in this one. It could be a good I game. think that the Titans defense is gonna do some damage to that offensive line of the Seahawks. Russell Wilson's not going to be able to get it done by himself in this one. And I just feel like the Titans have a great defense. They have a very, you know, explosive offense. And, yeah, I just see them taking off with it. So I'm going to roll with the Titans on this one. You're rolling with the Titans on this one. Yeah. Hmm. I really got to think about this because I, <clears throat> my heart is saying Titans, my brain is saying the Seahawks. Um, Your mind is telling you Seahawks, but my body, <laughs> my body is telling me Titans, baby. <sighs> Seahawks. Okay. Seahawks, man. Seahawks. Don't rush me, okay? You can't rush this great. We can't have dead time on the podcast. People are going to be like, what is going on? Let the dead time roll. Anyways, so we got... Dead time. Okay. <laughs> so we got the Bengals trying to get their first win at Lambeau Field against Hell the nah. Packers. Hell it's not nah. happening. Hell nah. It's not happening. Hell nah. It's not happening. So we're both going Packers on this one. Um, the Chiefs at the Chargers... Mm, that's a good game. But Could let's be a good game. Go Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs. Yeah. They're just, they're balling right now. Chiefs is just, they look great. Yeah. Top five team in the league. Yeah, I agree. Um, moving right on to Sunday night football. Sunday night football. We got the Raiders Going at the Redskins. Washington. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a good game. I'm giving it to the Raiders. You know what? I'm going to give it to the Raiders too. No personal bias, but all personal bias. Um, Monday Night Football, we got the Cowboys at the Cardinals. I think this is a game that the Cowboys are going to reestablish themselves in. I agree. This is going to be the game to get their confidence back up in and, you know, set that trajectory 
for what's what's coming next. So I'm, I think I'm going Cowboys as well. Yeah, so I think the Cowboys are going to take that. So that wraps up the picks as far as the NFL goes. Anything else you wanted to talk about? Yeah, man. Um, just a couple of things I wanted to you know just discuss and you know get some feedback, get your feedback, and guys. Um, please don't hesitate to you know give us your feedback as well. We'll be we'll be glad to bring them up on the show um, next time around. Um, you can always tell us your thoughts and concerns at balls sports podcast at gmail.com. And don't worry, before you know it, we'll have a, a Twitter page up. And yeah, Instagram we're gonna get we're gonna get Facebook, all those things all going. So before you know it, you guys will be able to contact us in all realms of social media. Sure. Um, but uh, what I wanted to bring up first was, um, I and I, I love sending videos, I love sending tweets, I love sending little sound bites and stuff like that. Did you listen to what I sent you with Kyrie Irving? Yes. Yeah? Wait, which one? Kyrie Irving talking about how he felt like with LeBron James. And oh, everything. on first take? When he was yes. on first take? Yes, yes, I did watch that. And and he, he went ham. Yeah. He went ham. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't blame him. I, I don't blame him for wanting to, you know, be the guy. That's I mean, that's what every elite athlete, you know, on their team wants. That's like, what they, they dream of. Yeah, that's what they, they want. They want to be the guy. And he just, he didn't see that it was going that way. He saw that everybody was probably in LeBron's, you know, whatever Bron, Bron wants, whatever whatever he wants, he gets stuff like that. And he's just like, you know what? It's time for me to go. Yeah, and then I don't blame him for not telling LeBron. I think that was... Oh, that meant nothing. It was going to be too much of a distraction either way because he's going to have to deal with the why do you want to leave, what do you want, we can do whatever you want type thing. And I just think he really wanted to just make that decision on his own. He wanted to be his own man. Um, Now, me personally, do I think that something low-key happened between them? Um, I mean, yeah, I do. I do think that there is something... That, that that's flying below radar that happened between the two of them. I don't think it might have been major enough to mess up the chemistry on court, but I think it definitely pushed Kyrie to be like, you know what? I'm going to leave. Whether it be personal, whether it be business, something. He probably didn't want to sit around and wait for LeBron to leave again. Right. So he left first. And he went to a team that wanted him and was going to pay him the money and make him the guy in that city. It makes sense. So, Shoot, yeah. LeBron leaving next year anyway. Yeah, that's what it's looking like, right? That's what it's looking like. He's about looking to be like. out of here. So that, that was definitely something that I So really Cleveland like. fans, get your lighters ready. Yeah. It's about to be about jersey to tor- burning time. About to, about, to, <laughs> about to be jersey burning time for LeBron. About part to, droit. To, <laughs> uh, uh, about to torch him up. Yeah, man. Did anything catch your eye or any? Um... One thing I thought was interesting was the Tracy McGrady comments yeah. that he made about with J.R. Smith. Yeah, when, about was, him going into the Hall of Fame. He, and, was, he preferred that over a championship. Yeah, and I I see where he's coming from. If um if you guys didn't get a chance to see that, basically, you know, Tracy McGrady got inducted into the the Basketball Hall of Fame, and he was stating that. At this point, anybody could win a championship. But not everybody can get into the Hall of Fame. Exactly. J.R. Smith took exception to that, and J.R. Smith got on Twitter and was like, if any teammate of mine said that in my locker room, we're fighting straight up, whatever. He acted an ass. Yeah, pretty much. 
And yeah. McGrady had some words for him and was like, who are you, Earl Smith Jr.? And <laughs> caught him out of his name. And, and, you know, he, I mean, he said that, you know, being a Hall of Fame is something that everybody doesn't get to do. Yeah, no, that's, so, that's facts. I mean, shoot, you can compare it to any sport. You look at the NFL right now, the Patriots, they're you know, second, third string guys, they all get rings too. They may not have even seen the field at all in the season. So, But they're for, not going to make it into the Hall of Fame. So for you, what's your preference? Hall of Fame or Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame? Hall of so? Fame, Hall of Fame to me um, equals greatness. Unquestionable, undeniable greatness. Because that, it, it, the rings don't matter. I'm sure, I mean, the rings matter as far as contention and stuff goes. But like, if you're there... For instance, NFL, if, if you have your bust there in Canton, you're one of the untouchables. There's nothing anybody can say. You're a Hall of Famer. Now, if you're a champion, people can easily be like, oh, well, you were on a super team. Or, oh, well, you were part of the Patriots. Or, or you were on the bench. Or you were on the bench. And you didn't, you didn't really get Exactly. But if you're in the Hall of Fame, you worked your ass off to get to the Hall of Fame. People can't tell you anything. You're a Hall of Famer. What I what I will say is I, I also agree with the Hall of Fame. Reason why I take Hall of Fame over champion is because I've literally studied sports. Yeah. And I'm very well educated in a lot of the sports history. And I can't even tell you everybody on a championship winning team outside of the main people that played. I can't tell you who won. Oh, everybody who was on the Boston Celtics team from 2008 when they won their championship. Yeah. Right? However, Hall of Famers, you can name a lot of Hall of Famers. You can name a lot of people who should have been in the Hall of Fame. And the reason why you remember them is because you feel like they should have been in the Hall of Fame. We don't sit there and say, hey, who should have been a champion? No, no, no. No. Who should have been in the Hall of Fame? Who should be in the Hall of Fame? Who isn't in Who yet? Isn't that's a crime that's not... Exactly. How and are they not in the Hall of Fame? Here's the thing. You have kids who were born in the 2000s yeah. who can know players from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s who they've never seen play before because of the Hall of Fame. They'll know the Hall of Famer, but they won't know who was on his team. Exactly. And the thing about it is, is when you ask somebody... Who was your inspiration to want to play this sport? They'll never say, oh, it was a championship team. At the end of the day, I understand it's a team sport, but you still need specific players to push the team forward, no matter what. Right. I don't I don't care. You can find me the most put-together team ever. They had a leader. Yeah. They had a leader. And there's a good chance that that leader, you could put an argument for them to be in the Hall of Fame. Whether it be through stats, whether it be through the type of player they were, whether it be through whatever they did moving forward, a Hall of Famer to me carries more clout than a champion. I if you have agree. a Hall of Fame jacket on versus somebody who walks with a Super Bowl ring, come on now. I completely agree. You know what I mean? And 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 you don't see players pawning Hall of Fame jackets. They pawn Super Bowl rings. Oh yeah. They pawn Super Bowl rings. Yeah. I agree. You know, so so shout out to Tracy McGrady. Congrats to him. Yeah, he he definitely deserved it. I mean, he got he was gone way too soon due to injury, but I mean, he's easily a Hall of Fame player. Mm-hmm. I mean, the man was just such a dynamic player on both ends of the court. 
and and I mean he was he was the last of the big shooting guards, if you will, six foot seven, six foot eight, big body, could play shooting guard and small forward at the at the same in the same game, the good combo guard. So it was he was definitely definitely uh, a person who 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 deserved it. And I mean think about it, we say Kobe Bryant was the best of that specific generation. Kobe Bryant would be the first to tell you he was nervous. Not necessarily nervous, but concerned playing against somebody like Tracy McGrady. Think about that for a second. Kobe Bryant giving props to a Tracy McGrady. Yeah, it matters. So, yeah, man, I mean, that was, I think that's that's pretty much it. Well, there's one more thing. I don't know if you noticed. Um, Kevin Durant. Oh yeah! Potentially got exposed. I, I just want to talk about this about real that. quick. The ghost, the ghost, the ghost tweets. tweets. Yeah. So yeah, someone basically was coming at him, and he tweeted in the third person. You know, basically saying why he left OKC, and you know that it was just him and Russ, and all this kind of stuff, and he had personal issues with with people and things like that, and. It seemed as though he was either talking about himself in the third person on purpose or he had he meant to be logged in under a different account, which started the speculation that does he have a ghost account, you know. I I think he might. And I think there's other players who do too. For sure. And now, I don't I don't necessarily blame him for that. Let's 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 look at it from a psychological aspect. Kevin Durant gave his all to the city of Oklahoma City. City of Oklahoma City. Whoa, that was weird. He knew what he was doing when he left and went to Golden State. Now, I personally don't think he went to Golden State just due to the fact that he was going to get a ring. I think he legit likes the way they play basketball. Yeah. I think last year was his first year of pressureless basketball. And... Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. He was going somewhere where he it wasn't gonna be all on him. He's having to do fun. something. Like, cause think about it. This man, this time he's in Oakland, he's being double teamed the whole game. He's on a team now. He can't be double teamed because if he's being double teamed, Steph is wide open or Clay is wide open. You Even know, Draymond. Like, yeah, Draymond's wide open. Like. He's able to be one-on-one with somebody and just play. Now, him making the ghost account, in my mindset, I don't think it's just to defend him. I think it's to 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 humanize him a little bit. Yeah. I think it's to to have you understand, like, listen, like I think he wants I think he should just one day just up and really let us know. How he really felt. I think the fact that he doesn't really open up enough. I think a lot of I He think likes people he likes people's acceptance right i don't and, think he likes to ruffle feathers or anything like right. that he and, just wants everybody to and like i don't think him he expected like that. that reaction right and and you know i think he's saying it like look that hurt him. Like, that hurt I, him i tried you know i gave you 10 years and we yeah. we got to an into an nba finals we did but we had a third person we yeah. we, we had we had harden we had we had harden yeah and, and you know like People don't realize, but I mean the, the 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 numbers he was putting off in OKC 
They may not have been noteworthy. Right. They may not have been the best numbers. Right. But I mean, at the end of the day, like, the man was really playing a key role. Mm-hmm. He played he played a really key role on those teams. And and once he left, I mean, it kind of just established that, you know, there were it was going to be a two-man show. And it's really hard in today's NBA to really do a two-man show. It's either a full collective team effort or you need you three solid players that have good role players to really do what they're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Like I agree. It is just that's just what it is. I mean, the year that they made it to the NBA Finals, Harden gave you James Harden gave you 16 points, four rebounds, four assists a game off the bench. Off the bench. Amen. So I mean, you know, those those things, they matter. So I don't blame him for him doing what he did. I just, you know, wish that not just him, but a whole bunch of other athletes. I wish that they would really say how they feel. Yeah. You, they dehumanize themselves a lot, so we don't really ever take into context their feelings. It's a person, ever, right? So yeah, they're making all this money and stuff like that, but like they're a person. They still see everything you're saying about them. They still right. feel that like. Nobody wants to be hated. Right. You know, nobody wakes up like, oh, I just want to, I want everybody to hate me. I want everybody a to lot like. Of, a lot of times they become the bad guy as a defense mechanism. Yeah, they man. Just, they just take it in stride, but you know, it's still deep down inside, they're like, man. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts. People can have thick skin all they want, man, but when you're getting thousands of tweets a day like, oh, you suck, oh, you're a sellout, oh, you're a piece of shit, it's like. Right. Damn, they're burning man. your jersey. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame them. But. I think I think we we covered everything we needed to cover. I think we I think we hit it. I think this was a great second dry run. I agree. I think we've got eighty five steps closer to our first actual public podcast release. I'm ready. By then we should have the Twitter page set up. We're gonna have we're gonna have it all set up for we're you guys. Have the SoundCloud set up. We're just we're just gonna be out chill. So, I don't know about Instagram because I don't think we're gonna be taking nah, nah, millions nah. of pictures. No, we'll ah. get it figured out. We'll let all, we'll let everybody know. Of course, and I'm I'm excited. And for yeah. those of you guys who's who've listened and gave us your feedback, I mean we we appreciate it so much more than you'll ever know. And yeah. and and we're hoping that you know we're not letting you down and that we're keeping you entertained for the either hour and thirty that you're actually listening to us or the twenty minutes that you're actually <laughs> listening to us. But we appreciate it all the way around. And, and we constantly, you know. We'll we'll constantly adjust, you know, with feedback and things like that. We're always open to it and, you know, tweaking things here and there. We just we want to give you guys the best product, you know, as far as sports from a fan's perspective and everything. So, you know, with that being said, episode two. There's another one in the books. For balls. A sports podcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so we're, we're here, man, and, and hopefully we catch you guys next week. See y'all next week. Same place. I don't know about the same time. The same place. Right. Yeah.